Last time in the Cursebreaker arc, <laughs> Bert, Tibio, and Snack were eating breakfast at the Tangled Jib when a stranger walked in, sat down with them, and tried to stab Bert without speaking a word. They discovered the stranger truly meant them no harm, but was under the influence of an elixir that was giving someone else control over his actions. On their quest for more information, the party set out to find Veronica Venus, but were stopped by Emery Gray, who was wounded and was trying to leave town with a courier wagon. He bid the party good riddance and told Uli he would someday take vengeance for his injuries. Just a moment later, the party was stopped again, this time by Sheriff Tandy. Turns out she's on the elixir too and pulled a sword on Holly. The party jailed Tandy and the man from the tavern so they couldn't do any more harm, then changed course to get into the underdock. That's when they met Dave the Minotaur. He hesitantly agreed to let them into the underdock on the condition that they come out on time and don't cause any trouble. It didn't take them long to cause trouble. <laughs> <laughs> they spoke with Dave's brother Buster, but after buying a couple items, uh, a conversation about potions seemed to spook him. He retreated into the back room, and uh, the party quietly tailed him. A pair of kobolds tried to block their way in, but Snack beat them in a game of Hawk Rocks and won their entry. As soon as they were inside, they took whatever they could uh, quickly take, but they also found a few pieces of vital information. One, the elixir contains vampire blood. Two, the people running this operation know all about the heroes. And three, Buster is strong. Strong enough to throw Tibio across the room by his shirt collar. That's uh, where we pick up right now. So uh, you guys had sort of swept everything off of the table. Um, in this room, uh, you guys had found a bunch of glassware uh, with vampire blood that was distributing the vampire blood into a bunch of little vials so that they could be made into elixirs that take control of people's bodies. Also in this room, you guys found a table with a bunch of uh, apparently... Um, probably cursed items um, <laughs> uh, and um, Holly uh, shuffled them all into her uh, little pack of holding okay. so on that table there was a pair of gauntlets there was a scepter on the table but snack actually managed to nab that one before it went into your pack the, the scepter had called out to snack yes a gold beetle uh, a cat statue and a bone talisman you guys almost made it out of this room, except for Tibio, who was uh, last in the caught. line. And uh, Tibio got grabbed by the collar and thrown into a, a deeper room that you guys hadn't explored yet. Um, that's where Buster had been when you guys were ransacking the, the laboratory here. Ooh, so, okay. Gotta throw in the opposite direction. Right, that. yeah, yeah. So, so he's been separated. Um, and I'm currently holding Bert and Snack. Yeah. Do I, oh, I also see the teleported happening. for a brief court? Session. Yeah, yes. Bird did disappear. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, for a trial about uh, Brax Minnow, who is uh, <laughs> uh, on trial for murder right now, and and Bird had to testify on his behalf. Among the chaos here, you guys are also feeling a little different. Um, snack. Hmm. Um, you notice that your nose is running, and that your vision has been dimming. 
your vision is going a little gray on the outsides and uh, it's getting a little darker uh, towards the center um holly uh, at the same time you um you kind of feel this impulse to just like slap the shit out of uli for being so difficult um it's 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 a very foreign feeling because that's really not who you are mm-hmm. but this is suddenly kind of coursing through you Uh-oh. um and that's the same moment that you guys have to kind of make a decision here uh tibio has been thrown uh into a back room and you guys are uh separated from him by a minotaur uh who is staring you down listen um we really just need to help our friend out and so if you could just get us our friend we'll go our separate ways no harm no foul otherwise we're gonna fuck you up you stole things from us i didn't steal we won fair and square fair and square I won, Hawk Rocks. How dare you challenge me? How dare you challenge Hawk Rocks? <laughs> what do you mean, won? Uh, I'm going to scooch the little ones, Bert and Snack, Put out of my Put me down. Hands. Yeah, I will. I'll toss them, <laughs> and I will um, Wait, are the... square up. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm just... I'm, I'm going to defend my... Uh, friends okay um but the are the kobolds that we won hawk rocks against still around no they 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 split because they knew they were in trouble okay obviously your gremlins are not here anymore <laughs> so gremlins? no we won hawk rocks and then uh she gestures over to snack and i just imagine snack like and you can say this is different but he's like the boxing champion with like a like a gold belt <laughs> like around his waist like yeah uh, i mean clearly snack is riding high on his victory uh but uh buster refuses to recognize uh your 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 game and your earnings he says you stole from us and i need it back Buster, you probably just want to be rid of these things anyway, so why don't you just let us be? He, uh, he kind of puts his, his uh, giant hand to his head and he says, This is so much more complicated than you understand. Well, explain it then. <sighs> if I don't get those back. We don't have them. I mean, you can search my bag. And she, Holly holds up her bag of secrets and, like, opens it and it's empty. <laughs> he, uh, he takes the bag and he feels the heft of it. And then he, like, reaches in there to grab something. And he pulls his hand out, retrieving nothing. And he just kind of looks at you and he says, What is this? I told you we didn't, we don't have them, but you can search us. He says, I can feel something. And he, like, shakes the bag around because he can still feel the heft of it and the weight of the stuff inside, but he can't reach it. I don't know. She wears weights for uh, physical training. Mm. Okay, I'll I'll strike a deal. I I don't need all of this. I just need one thing. Hmm? Give me one item back. It's important. If I don't, Joe will kill me. Joe Joe will kill you. Elixir boy? Mm. He's so small, though. We killed Joe. You don't understand. He's got half this town under his thumb. Mm. And we will get it out from underneath this. I just need the beetle back. Is Joe a vampire? If I can get the beetle, you can go. Why do you need it back so bad? It's it's the most valuable one we have. I can lose things, but I can't lose this. That would be the end. Well, you better start searching, buddy. It's like, I know you have it. Okay, I'm going to cast Magic Missile. 
Okay. <laughs> because I think we're under attack. I'm like, I'm in shock and I hit the ground and I'm just like yeah, panicking yeah. and I think you're all in trouble too. And mm-hmm. um, so Uli, you see Buster kind of stumble forward and take a heavy hoof stomp onto the boardwalk beneath his feet as he's sort of pushed uh, by the first missile and then two more impact him and he almost loses his balance before he whirls around. And he says, you just messed up. I'm going to grab the back of his whatever he's wearing and so uh he had turned around to go after tibio and uh you try to grapple him and he like wheels around on you and just kind of grabs you like by the shoulders and just like throws you to the ground and uh he continues towards tibio i would like to cast a spell okay (laughs) the spell is sanctuary oh okay and i'll cast on Tibio. Tibio, you're uh, on the ground, um, you know, having having sort of cast with one arm up. Uh, you're laying next to a boiler um, that is uh, uh, supplying heat for the laboratory actions down here. He uh, walks up to you and uh, he actually doesn't have a weapon. He just raises a hoof and he's trying to like stomp you into the ground. Um, uh, he is going to make an attack against you. Uh, so he like raises his hoof and he's like going to like step straight down on you and the best you can do is like raise an arm to protect yourself knowing that you've got the shield spell to back you up mm-hmm. um, but he actually uh, kind of like decides against carnage in the moment and uh, he he uh, instead of stomping he just kind of like throws a fist against the boiler and uh, you guys see this cloud of steam uh, going everywhere and also in the room is just obscured by this white steam um, but you can still hear him kind of grumbling, even though there's almost no visibility in this room. Tibio, get back. You'll be safe. <laughs> I'm crawling. I'm crawling clankety clank. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you, you're able to climb uh, kind of in the direction you know the door to be. And uh, once you hit that, that door frame, uh, you're a lot more free. Uh, and, like, your vision is a lot more clear. So, yeah, you're, you're clear and you can see your party. You can still hear Buster stomping around in the other room. Um, but you all have now um, gathered again uh, in the room you've already been in, and Buster is in the other room. So you've got a clear path for escape at this point. My friends, let's go. We must be, we must escape. We have to find Veronica. Holly just like starts running out the escape route. Let's book it. Uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, you hear uh, like heavy uh, hoof stomps uh, that he takes like two steps towards you guys and then he actually turns around and walks the other way and you hear a distant voice call up and he just says like time to pack up and go they're on to us who's he yelling at did you see anyone else out there back there I didn't see anyone else I assume he's yelling up at Joe I thought we were the type to take prisoners what are we doing trying not to be Monsieur Snack we were the prisoners we must leave we should maybe aim a little smaller for our first prisoner (laughs) (laughs) with that thought if we go up the staircase I wanted to prepare to cast reduce on Dave just to make it past him (laughs) okay yeah so you you guys all pile back up the stairs and uh when you open the door, Uli, I assume you're at the front then? Yeah. Um, is he there? Yeah, so you see Dave, and he's actually staring at the door. He's not doing his potatoes. He's waiting for you guys to come up. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Let us go, or I will make you let us go. He uh, he looks down at the boardwalk, and he says, Joe's going to kill me. Then run away. He says, just go. You have no idea what you've done. I didn't actually do. I didn't do this. <laughs> Monsieur Dave, we will take care of Joe. We know what he has done. He, uh, he kind of like closes his eyes and looks down towards the boardwalk and he says, go. Thank you. We run. We run. <laughs> um, <laughs> so where are you guys running to? 
Um, What's your plan? Yeah. I was thinking Veronica. Sure, let's go to Veronica's house. She's my babe. She's the closest that we can get to out of town, even though we're in town. I gotta give her back her tarot cards anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, you guys are uh, what running across town, walking across town. Just curious what Fly, your you visible level of panic is. Uh, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna say quickly walking. Brisk. Yeah. Casual, Brisk. Like, yeah. Trying to give an appearance of casualness. Um, so you guys are, are, are moving at a steady clip towards Veronica's house uh, on the outskirts of town. As so you're walking, you notice uh, so many of the townsfolk. Uh, a lot of them like see you and they're like, oh, it's like the sheriffs or whatever. And you see kind of the recognition in their face and they they're, they kind of have this look like, oh, something must be happening. Like they're going somewhere. But about half of the citizens look up at you and just watch you as if they're taking notes. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. As soon as we get into Veronica's, we need to talk. As you guys are kind of approaching her hut, uh, you see that you're being uh, distantly followed by about six people. I've been a knock. Doctor. <laughs> Veronica's door. Fully work. Um, you see a, a curtain open up, not near the door, but she's just trying to steal a peep at who's at her door before you guys see. Um, and you hear, let us in. She says, uh, I thought we were done with this. Please, I, I we need help. Who are they? I don't know. Hurry, let us in. Let us Ms. in. Miss Veronica, we are, we are in danger. The whole town is cursed. Oh, dear. Uh, you hear the door unlock. Uh, I open the door and push. Like, we all fall in together. Like, <laughs> uh, she uh, locks it behind you, and uh, she uh, looks out the peephole of the door at the people that are outside and just says, What have you done this time? Uh, how good is that lock? No reason. I, uh, <laughs> I use Mage Hand to assist me to move some furniture in front of the door. Like, it's carrying one side of a dresser, and I'm carrying the other side. Oh, uh, good idea. Mm-hmm. I'll help barricade. She kind of, like, gestures towards the couch and sort of like, hey, I really like that couch sort of <laughs> way. Um, as you guys are, are just kind of uh, upending her place. She says, what What have you what done? What's going on? Um, so we went to the underdog and, but it doesn't really matter. The real thing that matters is Joe, the elixir guy, is selling these elixirs that are cursed with vampire blood. What do you know? Tell me everything you know about vampire blood. And she's grabbing Veronica by her shoulders and like shaking her. What do you While know? she's doing that, um, Tibio is also barricading the back door, having not forgotten his pre- previous experience with yeah, that fucking sure. back door. And yeah, sure enough, when you go around the back, you can see through a, a little curtained window that there are people that have moved around back and they're kind of surrounding the house. Um, she says, uh, um, vampires, um, they, they, they suck blood and they... Um, yes. Well... They create more vampires, don't yes. they? That's kind of the basics. Are they all vampires, then? Well, no, because it's three o'clock. <laughs> and they're fine. What does that mean? That if it were daytime, I believe, and she looks outside at the people again and says, yes, I believe sunlight would have some effect on them if they were vampires. The sunlight. Snacks right. pats himself down and checks his teeth, concerned he is now a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're. You, wait, I mean, you do have sharp canines. Maybe this is worth looking into. <laughs> sharp canines, and I hate the sunlight. <laughs> Maybe that encounter with a vampire earlier in your life. Perhaps I am a vampire. Snack, I do not believe you are a vampire. I do not believe any of the townspeople are vampires. But how can you use vampire blood in an elixir? How how does it curse people? V- Veronica, have you ever seen Joe during the day? Of course. 
Yes, he's open. He probably opens earlier and closes later than any other shop on Blackwater Row. Did you think it was kind of weird when you asked for a potion to control people that Buster kind of freaked out? He obviously seems like he was very afraid of Joe, so Joe somehow seems very in charge of it, at least of this leg. I don't know. But Joe doesn't seem like a vampire, so who is the vampire? I think regardless, we've got to stop Joe, right? We. We must stop Joe. He is evil. Veronica, where does Joe live? I believe Joe uh, has a room in the back of his shop. But a shop on Blackwater Row, you mean? Yes. Is there a secret way to get there? There's no secret way to get to him. She looks out the curtain again and says, I'm afraid you're going to have to go through these strange folk. A lot of these people still don't trust you, right? They think you're the nightmare wizard, even though we proved it's not true. Well, they associate me with the trouble that they've had here, yes. Is there any way you'd be willing to help us create a distraction? What, and and reaffirm their suspicions of me being a crazy old witch? Well, maybe for a moment, but uh, if we can stop Joe, then it should stop all this, right? You've got a good point, young man. Miss Veronica, excuse me, do you know anything about uncursing? I do. Are you cursed? I don't, we may be cursed. I don't know. Come, We've been associating she, with uh, the cursed people so much. Tibioshi grabs you by the chin and just like pulls your lip down and looks at the inside of your <laughs> lip and just like like pulls down your eyelid and uh, looks closely at uh, your eye. Oh my she, goodness. Like, leans over and kind of like smells around your collar and says, hmm, not sure, not sure. Mm, not cursed, no. These dance mm-hmm. people are definitely cursed. She just says, hmm, wait, wait a minute. She looks over at Uli and says, Yes, a curse has set on you, and... and hey, I just look like this. And you too, Holly. <laughs> Holly, a curse has taken hold, and you... You're cursed! Oh! Oh! Oh, dear, this poor creature. How many curses do you hold? <laughs> and gestures to Snack. Just looking behind him. What creature? Uh, Snack, at this point, you have gone blind in your right eye, <laughs> and, you, like, snot is just, like, rolling down your nose. Oh, no. Ew. I rub my nose on her sofa. That uh, <laughs> she goes, hey. she, uh, she reaches into a drawer and she pulls out a, a crystal, like a cut clear crystal uh, on a long string. And the crystal sort of, uh, sort of moves through the air and, and sort of points at, uh, at Uli. She says, hmm, Uli, it seems uh, you certainly are cursed. Uh, let's try to find the nature of this. What is your curse, Uli? What do you feel? Do I feel not normal? You haven't noticed anything quite yet. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Fine. Well, keep an eye on yourself. And, and Holly, have you felt anything strange? Holly, like, looks at Henri on her shoulder, and she's like, no. Um, while you're looking at Henri, you actually, like, squint at her for a second, and you kind of feel like squishing her, just like you felt, like, slapping around uh, Uli before. Henri? And then she looks back at uh, Veronica and is like, nods, just like, oh, say, really worried. I see, I see the hatred in your eyes. Oh. Hmm, let me focus on that. And uh, she holds the crystal again, and it starts to point at that rope that you got uh, from Buster. You, you paid 10 gold pieces for a, a yeah. magic rope yeah. that had no explanation. And she says, uh, and, and what seems to be ailing? Oh, Jesus. What? (laughs) (laughs) Trying to nap on the sofa. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, Snack, you've got like a head cold that just won't quit. And uh, you're almost entirely blind. 
she i can't uh, see the the crystal is, is is pointing to you but it's kind of spinning around at the same time <laughs> and, uh, and sort of wobbling and she says uh what did you get into I'll, I'll go show you. I pull up my lamp and I uh, hop into it. <laughs> and uh, You start throwing out things from in there? One, one awkward minute goes by and then I climb out uh, carrying the scepter and uh, the silver chalice, iron manacles, and a coin. I feel like every, everybody else is probably just shocked right now because we've never seen this lamp yeah, before. Yeah. And we're just like... We saw it right at the end of last week. Yeah, you guys saw him put something into it, which the scepter, uh, which was pretty trippy, just watching it disappear into the lamp. Um, uh, She's just kind of slowly nodding as this all happens and watching very intently. Veronica, Uh, these are offerings for my genie. Genie? He has a genie. She says, well, um, uh, not the luckiest genie. These are terribly cursed. Uh, you notice, Snack, that you're holding uh, the coin, the chalice, and the manacles in one hand. And you didn't mean to do this, but you're holding the scepter in your left hand behind your back. <laughs> it's definitely obvious. It's probably like <laughs> yeah. three times my size. <laughs> Snack, what is that you're holding? What? And I uh, hop up on the back of the sofa and I slowly, like, lower the scepter behind the couch. (laughs) She says, yes, yes, this here. And she, like, touches the manacles and she goes, oh, terribly cursed. What do we do with these cursed things? We didn't, we didn't really know. I failed, genie. This is bad. Well, this doesn't need my power. Thankfully, these are superficial curses. These items are cursed. They haven't transferred their curses onto you quite yet. Can we just throw them out that crowd out there? Um, it's better to take them out of circulation. Uh, you could leave them with me, and I could destroy them when I have the strength to do so. Sounds good. Holly just dumps her bag of holding. This is a lot of magical are items. You, are, are you worried about this curse affecting you? I won't touch them directly. Okay, Holly Smart. dumps the gold beetle, the cat statue, the bone talisman, and the gauntlets on her floor, and they clatter. I'm going to the pick beetle, up a... That's... I'm going to pick up the beetle with a cloth and keep that one because okay. they were like very specifically interested in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I crouch by the bone talisman and I carefully put my hands behind my back and I squat down and look at it very closely on the floor. Um, she says, hmm, curious. And you said these were cursed. Yeah. Miss Veronica, is this bone is this bone cursed? No, no, not all of these are cursed. She says these are, and she separates them into two piles. Um, the uh, beetle cursed. Do you give up the scepter? No. Okay. Uh, beetle cursed. Rope cursed. Uh, coin chalice manacles cursed. She uh, she begins looking at them. Uh, she she pulls out another crystal. It's this large like opalescent um, coin shape, and it's very thin, so thin that you can actually see through the the rock. And uh, she looks at these items through the rock, and she goes, mm, "Yes, yes, manacles, permanent head cold, I'm afraid." And she like lifts them up carefully with a cloth and like puts them in a box. Chalice. Oh, blindness over time. Ugly, ugly, ugly. And she puts it away. Rope. Oh, you could have hurt someone, Holly. Mm. This causes you to be aggressive towards people you love. Holly, like, takes Henri and just, like, holds him. Takes your heart. <laughs> mm. And the this coin. Yeah, thankfully that didn't come into play. It seems to alternate the volume of your voice. <laughs> Did Uli grab... Did you present the breast knuckles at all? Yeah. 
that's yeah. how I assume I got cursed. Right. She, she said you were cursed, but yours hadn't manifested yet. Okay. Um, she says, hmm, complicated. This is a tricky curse. Tell me, were you able to talk while moving? I don't know. <laughs> well, then it seems the curse didn't have time to quite set in, but okay. that would be quite aggravating, I'm sure. <laughs> well, let's be rid of these five things. No. As for these, uh, she looks at the Ver- other stuff on the ground. Veronica. Yes? How can I keep these manacles without getting sick myself? These would be excellent torture. Very subtle. Useful over time. Whoa. Yeah, when we need to get information from our prisoners, Veronica. I'm not sure Snake. I can condone such a thing. No, Snake. We don't require the manacles. In general, it's not good to keep cursed items on your person, even if you're not touching them. It's dangerous. Mm, okay. What does the beetle do? She, like, gets close to it, looks at it with her uh, opalescent stone circle. Uh, She can't seem to quite uh, make out the nature of it. She says, this is, I think, something we need to be careful with. I can't quite make out the nature of it. It's it's too big to see. (laughs) I feel like this is a quest item. (laughs) Even if it's cursed, I think it's best to keep it with us instead of leaving it here where... For all we know, those times people break down the door and steal it. Yeah. And nobody wants that. <laughs> uh, but these here, these aren't cursed at all. And she holds up the cat statue and the bone talisman with her bare hands. What about the gauntlets? Very cursed. <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite an intriguing curse, however. Are you familiar with the command spell? Uh, vaguely. That's one of mine. Well, these are imbued with the command spell uh, in a sort of inverted way. Uh, anyone wearing these gauntlets, the gauntlets react to every request as if the command spell had been cast on the wearer. I don't want those. <laughs> anyone wearing these gauntlets would be subject to the commands and whims of every person around them. But maybe we should keep them? Are they safe to keep without wearing? Uh, I'm not sure what kind of good you could get up to with these. We don't kink shame in this party. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I'm not going to either. You can keep them. Um, Miss Miss Hurley, is it okay if I have the bone talisman? Of course, it's yours. Oh, sorry, you were talking to not wrong. (laughs) Mind my own business. I'm going to make some tea. It's fine, it's fine. Um, Yes, of course. I mean, it's on mine. Take it, take it, take it. All right, thank you. And I take the bone talisman and I look at it. Is there anything that I can tell about it from my bone knowledge? Uh, you can you can feel it like it's almost like the ref- the feeling of repelling magnets. This seems to have a sort of like a force against your hands. It's uh, you immediately recognize it as uh, the fingertip uh, of a dwarf. Actually, uh, it's pretty easy for you to to tell what bones belong to what creature and what bone it is. Cool. However, uh, Tibio, every time you set this fingertip down, like on the on the flat of your palm, the fingertip turns and points in a certain direction. If I'm facing in a different direction, it's still it's like a compass. It points in a particular direction. Yeah, yeah it is a compass, and it's always pointing west, slightly northwest. You guys, I have a paper dinghy. I can make us a boat to get around outside. If we get to the ocean, I can make us a boat to escape and get out of the the town. So we're trying to skip town instead of... But we must no, solve we the problem. No, we need to go Well, we'll... No. We, ha- we have to help these people. Um, we need to go report this to a higher power because I think this is beyond us right now. I've oh. got an idea. Okay. Uh, during my studies, I read a few books about 
prognostication. If I could steal those tarot cards for just a bit, we might be able to get a little insight on our next plan of action. She says, please. And she uh, takes the very same ones that Holly had just given back. All right. Uh, so... You're going to tell all of us what prognostication means. <laughs> <laughs> our two options are going after Joe or leaving town. I think I should ask the cards about going after Joe, if that will stop the curse. I How agree. How to stop the curse. Yes, I agree with Uli. We should stay. All right. I'm casting the spell Augury. Okay. By casting out ornate cards or employing some other divining tool. Mm-hmm. You receive an omen from an otherworldly entity about the results of a specific course of action that you plan to take within the next 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, so you uh, you cast Augury on these uh, tarot cards. Hmm. And uh, when you flip the first card over, it's not card the sounds. fool and it's not the lovers or the tower or the moon or any of that. It's actually just in Times New Roman, a bold news headline. That says, <laughs> uh Heroes stand up to local poisoner, save town. Oh, that seems good. Bert, you flip over another card, oh. just seeing what else is there. Mm-hmm. Um, you see the next card. Uh, the, the print is much more faded, and it says, Local madman poisoner run out of town on the loose. You flip over a third card to try to see, and the print is just too faded to see anything further. Mm. Curious. Uh, so you guys actually hear a, a thud against the door of Veronica's uh, cottage, um, and it's uh, one of the uh, zombified vamp blood thugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's not a very like strong thing. It it really sounds like somebody just walked into the door. Were you expecting company, Veronica? She says, "I'm afraid not." And she uh, walks back to the curtain one more time and takes a peek and says, "Oh, that's a lot of them." So, Miss Veronica, I'm confused. Have you? Uncursed Uli and Holly and Snick? Mm, it seems these curses didn't have enough time to really set in. And they're, they're pretty minor in the first place. So mm. if they do not have the items anymore, they will no longer be cursed. That's correct. What about these people outside who have been drinking the elixir? Hmm. The cursed vampire blood elixir. Do you know how to uncurse them? Uh, she reaches back onto uh, the desk and grabs that opal uh, um, circle again and looks through it at the people outside. She says, there, there's no curse. This is something else. I thought I looked at them and found saw a curse. Well, it was some sort of magical effect. Hmm. Some sort of aura. Yeah. Are Hi. you seeing that, Veronica? I'm not seeing a curse. Let me try another lens. <laughs> just got a fucking crystals that are just like yeah veronica yes how well do you know joe i well joe is sort of a, a wheeler and dealer i tend to stay away from those types of folk hmm that's not what i heard what have you heard <laughs> just rumors <laughs> Veronica's this hermit lady and she's like ooh rumors about me (laughs) I've I've had conversations with Joe before but I'm not a patron of his I don't dislike him Hmm. you don't dislike him Hmm. he's done nothing wrong to me it doesn't make me evil (laughs) well 
I mean, you and Joe are about the same age. I mean, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you Joe seem is older. Twenty years, my se- my my my. Uh, I'm sorry, Veronica. Junior, much younger. It's the opposite of junior. senior. <laughs> Twenty years, my junior. Yes, but what does that matter to a woman? Uh, to a gnome, that's nothing. In her prime? She says, fine, he's a handsome young man. What do you want from me? <laughs> well, Uli told me that... Handsome young... Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> seen Joe sneaking into your cabin a few nights. Well, that's categorically untrue. Wait, <laughs> wait which night? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he came by for a tarot reading, is what I meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Joe. Uh, hell, of, okay. hell of a tarot reading. <laughs> Tell Still us. Still sore. <laughs> Where would Joe go to hide? Where can we find him? Joe? Hmm. I don't think he's a hider. I think he's a runner. I think he would get out of town, and I think he would try to do this again. If I had to put money on it, I say he's heading for Tildry. <gasps> oh, well, we gotta get moving. We gotta get to his shop and stop him. Uh, Veronica, uh, how about that distraction we talked about? I've been so distracted, I forgot about the distraction. <laughs> she takes a look out the window and says, hmm, I count maybe 12. Well, we could go kind of slapstick. Um, I go one way, you go the other. Yes, this is perfect. She says, all right, um, let's... Uh, Let's get the fireworks cracking. And uh, she opens a bunch of drawers and she's just taking like fistfuls of little crystals and she's like flicking them out into the open air and they kind of like uh, speed away from her, but then they quickly slow and stop in midair. And she does this to like 15, 16, 20 different jewels and they're all glowing with these different colors. Um, And then she sort of taps them and they start to glow brightly and she taps them more and more and they get brighter and brighter. And then she just kind of starts uh, swatting them with her hand and then all of these... uh, 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 bright shining crystals are just kind of swirling around her and she goes that should be enough um, she says can someone get the door for me I don't want these to hit Holly, Holly runs to the door I'll scooch <laughs> the couch out of the way yeah. <laughs> Holly open, throw opens the door we like push um, the furniture just enough to like open says, the door <laughs> where are you heading I'm going to take them to Blackwater uh, we might have to go heading? there to Joe's place okay well then I won't take them to Blackwater Uli, where do you think he would go to try and get out of the city on secret? Uh, I mean, there's probably other secret tunnels if the underdock exists. Should we go away from the gate? Would, would it be safe to assume that the secret uh, exit would be away from the gate so as not to draw attention? What, do we think probably. Joe's gotten away yet? He hasn't had long to pack up all the stuff. I think we need to go to Joe's shop. That's where we should start. And we can maybe figure out from there where he yeah, went. Yeah, maybe we can track him if he left. Idea. Yeah, okay. let's do that. And we know, we know Joe's shop lead is them. connected to the Ms. underdog. Ms. Veronica, why don't you lead them to the front gate where there are already a lot of people? Give me just a couple minutes. And uh, you uh, open the door for her and uh, she steps out and she just says, Disco fever! And she sprints. <laughs> um, and uh, she goes kind of right through the crowd, and they all, like, turn to face her uh, as she runs. And uh, almost the entire crowd, except for two people, uh, turn and walk after her. Now that's a distraction. 
the two kind of start walking after you guys in sort of like a psycho serial killer sort of way where they're just walking, but they'll catch up with you. <laughs> the five of you pour out into Blackwater Row. Uh, you see uh, the shops here are actually cleared out, even though it's midday. Uh, it seems something is going on where it is not a normal business day here. Um, we're going into a dangerous situation here. I'm going to cast aid on the party. And who are you targeting with that? Uh, Uli, Snacken, Tibio. Uh, so uh, when you approach uh, Joe's elixirs, you see uh, that shelf has been uh, hastily swept away. You can see that there are some shattered rose, uh, rose water potions on the ground. Um, so it looks like he took all of his available stock and split. Shit. You look in the back room and you see um, like a smattering of uh, like lesser potions that he didn't even care to grab. Among them, you find a couple uh, small healing potions that'll give you uh, 2d4 plus 2. Holly takes one of them. And uh, Uli, you want to drink the other one right now? Yeah. Okay. You uh, you guys also hear uh, a trap door uh, open up. Fuck. And you hear a like scrabbling, scurrying noise. Uh, <gasps> Holly like pokes her head in. Uh, you look in the back room and you see a cobalt that is holding a flask. What are you doing? He looks up and says, <laughs> "Where's Joe?" Hawk rocks. What? <laughs> Where, where's Joe? Joe, I have to give him. Uh, I don't know. He, he, uh, he, like, protects the vial that he's holding, and he takes a step back from you. He says, I don't know. Stop. Holly casts friends on the skull Okay. <laughs> okay, I was going to try and intimidate him, but okay. if that works, then... <laughs> It's a, it's a mixed message from the party. <laughs> it's like, hey, we can Stop. get along, and we lose like, fuck <laughs> That sounds about right for us. Yeah. Yeah, let's just see which one wins here. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you make the intimidate, and you uh, you cast friends. Okay. Holly like leans in with the friend spell and starts um, speaking to the kobold with, with the magic of friends kind of on her lips, and mm-hmm. he briefly looks over at Uli. And Uli, what do you say to intimidate him? Hey! <laughs> um, so yeah, Holly leans in and starts talking to him sweetly, and then you walk and go, hey! And he like looks over at you, <laughs> kind of quizzically with his eyebrows furrowed, and then looks back at Holly. Like, she's like, just, what do you want? Just <laughs> tell us where Joe went, please. I uh, need to deliver um, flask, um, vampire blood. Uh, Joe needs it back. Uh, valuable. So uh, I'm going to give it back. Hmm. Um, where is Joe? And Holly, like, gives him a little, like, like, winky kiss and, like, gives him a little tickle behind his ear. <laughs> Joe? Uh, Joe's leaving. Mm. Where'd he go? Nah, it's the end of the business. What? Joe? Uh, he's leaving town. But which direction? <laughs> Front gates, probably. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. And she gives him a little kiss kiss. As you guys are leaving the shop headed towards the front gates, Bert, uh, you get a tingle on your left wrist, um, (laughs) which indicates uh, that you're about to get a notice uh, from the Court of Tildry, uh, and it says, um, you are to appear in court uh, in 72 hours. (gasps) Yeah, you're kind of like seeing this like as text that just kind of appears in your mind. Okay. Uh, it's not a voice. It's like a message spell. Kind yeah, kind of. Kinda. So it says, uh, you're to appear in court in 72 hours, and it says, the case, mysterious death of Brax Minnow. Brax? He's um, dead. But there's no time for that. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Bert, who is Brax? We are on the look for Joe. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, let's go. As you guys approach the uh, outer gates of Lamplight, you see that prior to just now, 
the front gates of Lamplight had been this giant queue of people trying to hold their position to leave the town as soon as lockdown was over. And so there were wagons and carriages and caravans that were parked here for several days, uh, kind of living in this line. You see the, this giant cluster of people parting side to side as Joe McMillan strides down the center of this area just to leave the gates and everybody seems to be moving out of the way uh, because uh, standing in front of Joe leading the charge is Sheriff Tandy. Ah, fuck. No. We locked her up. No, Miss Tandy. Joe. You see him kind of like turn his head just barely to look down at you. Stop. He says, no, I, uh, I don't think I'm going to. Can I intimidate him? Maybe. Yeah, you can always try. <laughs> Not with that attitude. You say whatever you said in your angriest voice, and you see Joe kind of scanning the crowd, and he goes, who said that? <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm embarrassed. Uli, maybe we should sit this one out. He's got a lot of people on his side here. We're supposed to stop him. Can we? I mean, he's so small and weak. Snack walks up to uh, Joe with the rope and starts walking around him with the rope. Oh, Snack's <laughs> He says, um, Joe, Joe the human, you are now a prisoner for stealing blood of a vampire and giving it to others. He says, That is not your own blood. It belongs to a vampire and you took it. And now you will go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> he leans down and says, You're not one of mine, are you? What? <laughs> um... He says, uh, would you mind? And he, uh, he looks up at some people that are standing in the crowd and they just kind of walk towards you and uh, three humans kind of grab you from all angles and try to pull you away uh, from Joe. Uh, I, You're just going to extract snack? Yeah. All right, I'm going to have you make a contested grapple check against those people. Okay, I feel like this is something I should be good at. Holly's going to yeah. try to help her. Okay. We back. Nat 20. All right. Yay. Yay. Snack um, a snack funny. extraction. <laughs> snack extraction. Yes. So you, uh, it's, a, it's a perfectly executed snack extraction uh, where uh, snack, you also are able to uh, keep your rope with you instead of uh, having him take control of it in any way. Uh, you just kind of pull it along with you. So you only got like one circle around him. As uh, I'm being pulled away, I say rock rope and then it uh, hardens yeah. and then I like trip him. Uh, as, as Uli is extracting you from the situation, uh, she tugs hard on you to get you away from those people and you're still holding onto the rope. And so this rope has formed a sort of like rigid metallic hula hoop around Joe. <laughs> uh, and even though it's pretty loose on him, uh, you still grab him kind of around the knees and he just crumbles and falls to the ground. Um, and you actually drag him like two or three feet across the boardwalk and you just hear him go like, hey, hey, <laughs> to prison, to torture. You will be Snack's prisoner soon. The, uh, How dare you? You see, uh, the uh, the rope has like slid off of his uh, legs. It wasn't quite tight enough to hold on to him. And he stands back up and he says, I see this is going to have to be an altercation then, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> um, for the sake of that, I think we'll roll initiative. First fight, first right? uh, So to start us off with this, uh, just to set the stage a little bit. Uh, so you guys are in a terminal of people. Um, you've got maybe 15 feet of space to work with, and then a long line that leads to the closed front gates of Lamplight. And then on either side of you are, is, are these massive throngs of people and wagons and horses and things that are like ready to leave the city as soon as lockdown is over. Um, 
in the middle of it all is the five of you, Sheriff Tandy and Joe. Is Emery here with his giant cursed sword? You haven't seen him yet. This would be like a large open plaza with like a cobblestone floor. Only only right next to the gate is actual land. The rest of it is sort of a boardwalk like wood. So you guys are mostly on wood, like boardwalk. And then right at the gate is like cobblestone and actual earth. Um, so you guys have got about 15 feet of space to work with that's completely clear. And then an infinite amount of space in the kind of like north-south axis. Um, like I said, these people have cleared away for for uh, for joe to leave and they've all kind of like stood apart from him because he's being led by sheriff tandy are the gates open yet they're not okay um while there is chaos surrounding snack <laughs> lassoing joe and uli picking them all up um tibio is going to make his way to the gate and stand in front of it with hands on hips and say, none, none shall leave you are outcast. You cannot leave. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Tibio is, uh, is the gatekeeper here. Making a stand. Uh, Snack had the highest initiative. Uh, so yes. let's start there. Um, yeah. You uh, had just been put down by Uli. And, uh, and Joe has Hold stood back to his feet and is kind of dusting himself off, staring at you, Snack. Snack will uh, zap him. He gestures yeah. at Joe and says, Die! <laughs> okay. <laughs> so again, you guys see a, a violet uh, eldritch blast uh, come out with a fair bit of velocity, but then it sort of st- starts to spiral and just kind of turns into a deflated balloon and flies away. Mm. Um, uh, anything else, Snack? Uh, What's your posture against uh, Joe right now and Tandy? Tandy really hasn't acted yet. Uh, I'm hunched over, holding onto the rope, and trying to shoot the blast with one hand. And uh, I'm looking a little, not nervous, but a little more cautious and, than I was yeah. before. And I start wrapping up the rope. And uh, as that as that eldritch bolt kind of spirals away, you see a bunch of people in the crowd like gasp and like move away from its trajectory. And then you see like it kind of like lands into the crowd, and you see a bunch of people say, "Is anybody hurt? Is anybody hurt?" Next up is Buster. Oh, fuck. Uh, steps out of the crowd and just blasts Snack. No. Um, so he comes down with a club. Um, he uh, is not used to fighting such tiny creatures. And uh, his swing really just kind of nicks you. But even that nick is enough to cause your whole body to turn. So as a reaction, I uh, actually cast a spell. Mm. Cool. Snack, yeah. will, Snack will cast a hellish rebuke. Snack yells, I hate you too other human and uh <laughs> I, I don't think i know buster's name so he's also a, a human for sure yeah Sorry. okay no just call him a human I he's think a that human works. yeah a bright um yellow flame just explodes in the vicinity yeah yeah and it takes uh five fire damage all right nice that is buster who is already not looking great uh he was uh, hit earlier uh, what oh, did he hit yeah. By? I got damage? him with magic, magic missile. missile. Yeah, you yeah. screwed Fuck yeah. Up. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so Joe um, says, I think you've got something that belongs to me. Uh, he is gesturing towards the party. He says, I've got a very important artifact that I need to recover before I leave this place. I'd like to have it from you. No takers? <laughs> Well, that's just too bad. Um, if you're not willing to part with your material goods, then uh, I think 
bad things might happen to good people. <gasps> and he uh, looks off into the crowd, and you see a random person's eyes just kind of go dead, and they just start beating the crap out of the person next to them. Oh, and you just hear them screaming. No. And he says, is this what you want? No. Who's got it, by the way? It's I have it. Yeah. We will never give in to you. Joe. I might not have a lot of friends here, but I mean, it doesn't mean I don't like care about their lives. <laughs> Will you hear? Yes, you do. And you hear a foot take a step, and then you see Sheriff Tandy's eyes go dead again. Oh. <laughs> Tell us what this does, and I'll consider giving it to you. You're in no position to be making requests. Then uh, I might just have to have is. a temper tantrum and destroy it. Uh, Holly, it is your turn to act. Okay, Holly is going to cast Bane. Um, you gotta make charisma saving throw. You won. That's some bullshit. Okay, um, then she's gonna just punch him in the face. Now, hold on. What did you, what spell did you try to cast there? Bane. Bane. So that would be your action for this turn. No, I also want to punch him in the face. <laughs> it's my birthday, Tim. I'm but. pretty sure I read in the player's handbook that birthday gets an extra get action. Oh, I see. Okay, so you get birthday surge. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay, so uh, you can make a melee attack with advantage. <laughs> Once per birthday. Once per birthday. If you're allowing this, then we all get this. Once, okay. Once per birthday. birthday. I punched Joe in the fake fucking face. All right, uh, so yeah. It's my birthday. You, you land a punch square on his cheek, and he takes uh, one bludgeoning damage. Yes. <laughs> All right. He's probably like... Does he look bloodied? More of those. Uh, he looks at you and he says, you made me bleed my own blood. That's right, motherfucker. Uh, says Tibio, him. it is your turn. Tibio, you're probably the farthest from the action. I'm going to do Minor Illusion, and I'm going to make a very loud like alarm klaxon sound. Mm-hmm. That's like, to try and just like disorient all of these people who are cursed and maybe try and bust them out of this curse. So my goal is to have that going on around me in the gateway area so Mm. that people are like not willing to come closer because it's so fucking loud. Yeah. Um, so it it, uh, it doesn't shake people out of the, the sort of dead eye um, state that they're in. What it does, though, is it separates the people who are a f- um, under the influence of the elixir from people who aren't. Because the people who aren't cover their ears and move away from the sound. All the other ones are still just kind of staring either down at the street or at the action. And so you can see there's like, you know, 10, 15 people around you that are just fixated on the action and not reacting to the sound at all. Okay. Um, can I add to this sound um, just my voice in announcer mode saying, please move away from the gates? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of your townspeople, fellow townspeople are cursed. Please so, move away from the gates. <laughs> it's like a Hagazaki film where it's like, there is a flood coming. Please yeah. get away. Evacu- please move away from the gates. Uh, so within like a 50 foot radius around you, um, all of the non-affected regular people have cleared the area okay um so cool. it's, it, you're just hanging out with elixir people now okay i feel better about that i wanted to clear the yeah get the innocent people out of the way a little yeah. bit uh so uli it's your turn um okay so within my immediate area mm-hmm. joe mm-hmm. snack mm-hmm. tandy mm-hmm. 
anyone else like within a certain uh, holly is really close up to um and i mean bert is kind of a, a little bit farther away i think i still want to know what this thing does mm-hmm. i'm gonna pull out the beetle mm-hmm. yeah! let the cloth flap open mm-hmm. and say i'm going to ask you again what this does says it gives us security that's not what i asked it's not for you to know it's mine and you're going to give it back or bad things are going to happen i i throw it up in the air i'm just gonna like toss it as high up as i possibly can go yeah i would like to then grapple him with shocking oh i want to grapple him Uh and quicken spell shocking grasp i see okay so he goes too quick for you and then you like grab him by the Ooh. back of the neck and just drive him into the ground yes. yeah. so his face is like smushed into the dirt and yeah. then i'm going to zap him <laughs> all right zap so a- as <laughs> bad as shot. being punched in the face by holly it's exactly the same amount of damage but i am currently grappling him so that's he's true still yep uh tibio you are surrounded by that group of people that kind of move in on you and just sort of form a barrier so that you can't see your friends anymore awesome and so now you're just kind of like deep in a they're not hurting you but Mm -hmm. you're deep in a throng of like mind-controlled people um they uh, also form a sort of ring around the action on the other side Uh, so you guys have been divided into two discrete pockets of of heroes tandy seems to be resisting to the best of her ability she hasn't moved since you guys got here with that, it is Bert's turn. Uh, so I reach into my uh, pouch and pull out three feathered quills. Mm. And then I cast a little spell on them, and they become all sparkly and fluffy. Ah, yes. And then I launch one of the quills at them. Okay. Cool. Natural 20. Hell yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. This is for the 20. Uh, so, so that's double dice. For a crit? Yes. For the damage. Nice. <laughs> Eight damage. Against Joe? Yep. Damn. Fuck yeah. Up. Okay. Uh, what is this spell? I'm just curious. Magic stone. Oh, sure, it's but you're enchanting the, the feathers. Spell yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so do these like are these like piercing, stabbing kind of things? Or is it like uh, a magical bolt? Well, I mean technically according to the spell it's bludgeoning, but Okay. And that, I mean, that's the flavor of it, though, is that yeah. it kind of blasts them? Yeah, it kind okay. of just shoots the quill right in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, with, with surprising uh, accuracy and efficiency, uh, you launch this quill at him. And uh, a lot more than the punch and a lot more than the shocking grasp, uh, Uli, you feel his whole body just kind of jolt. It almost feels like you got shocked with something with how much impact that had. And uh, you kind of look back at Bert uh, having just thrown these quills out. So I guess he's got, like, in a feather sticking out of him somewhere. Yeah, there's just a feather sticking out of his ass at this point. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's the end of that round, and it brings us back all the way up to Snack. How close am I to Joe? Uh, very close. Very close. And he's still prone. Almost within touching, yeah. Uh, Snack will do the same thing, except to concentrate more this time, and cast Zap! <laughs> uh, Eldritch Blast. Yeah. Uh, 12 plus 6 is 18. Oh, yeah. Okay. 12 force damage. Y'all, that beetle is still in the air. <laughs> oh, just hovering. <laughs> it's, so it's, it's actually I not have thrown it? 14 damage total. Uh, 12 of it is force, 2 is thunder. Good lord. Yeah. At that point, does it matter? Yeah, Joe is like barely breathing at this point. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah, he's like, uh, man. 
he's not doing so good. Uh, you can see that his eyes actually like roll back in his head like he's almost unconscious. Think carefully of how you spend your last breaths, Joe the human. <laughs> it is over now. And I take out my rusty knife. <laughs> so you had thrown the beetle in the air. Yeah. You then grappled with Joe, yeah. kind of leaving the beetle to its own devices. Uh, anyone who's not in combat can see uh, Buster has raised his hand in the air and oh. has grabbed the beetle on its way back down. Oh, and no. Buster says, mm, You're so curious? This is what it does. And uh, you see him kind of like squeeze the beetle and just sort of acknowledge it until it acknowledges him back and you see it spring to life and the beetle's uh, carapace flies up and it flutters around Buster. Buster doesn't quite understand what's going on. He's trying to track the beetle as it flies around him. The beetle grabs onto the back of Buster's neck and just drives its mandibles into his neck and sort of starts to fuse with his skin. Uh, Buster falls to the ground and you can see his, his big white horns are actually moving down his face and they go sort of like, they reform as part of his mouth and you can see the skin on Buster's arms is no longer furry, but an iridescent carapace as two giant beetle carapace uh, plates form on his back. And you can see wings forming and you can see his horns and his mouth turning into glistening black mandibles. And he says, this is what it does. This is what power looks like. Ah. Uh, and that is Buster's turn. Okay, good. Cool. Um, okay, it's was not the beetle birthday, is an it? actual beetle? <laughs> In my mind, it was metallic. Yeah. Is it a? Met- it was. It was a golden beetle. Um, but Buster has been turned into uh, like like a black, shiny, like iridescent a, beetle, like an organic. Yep. Man. Exactly. Cow beetle. Well, a minotaur beetle. Yeah. Beetle tar. Yeah. Beetle The first beetle tar. Big bad beetleborg. Yes. Uh, next up is Joe, who is pinned oh against God. the ground, and he says, Okay, I'm done playing. He says, This fight is over. Uh-oh. And you hear, yep. you hear, shing, 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 as uh, the crowd is pulling weapons, and you all kind of look around and regard the crowd. There's not carnage. There's not action. There is a standoff as you look around and see no less than 40 people holding blades to their own throats. Mm. No. He says, you're done. Get off of me. Uh, so next up uh, would be Holly, then Tib, Uli, Crowd, Bert. It is clear at this moment, if any of you take offensive action against Joe, he's going to command upwards of 40 people to seriously hurt themselves. I can put him to sleep. But you're going to have to cast a spell to do that. And if it fails, they all die and it's your fault. Ah! Holly is going to squat down and put her heads between her knees and just do some deep breathing exercises. (laughs) 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 And whole turn. And uh, uh, Joe says, that's right. Just take a second to think about what you're doing here. Uh, Tibio. Sleep does not require a save. Right. It's in ascending order of HP. HP. Correct. Yep. And I know he's dying. That's true. I'm casting sleep. Does it have a verbal component? Uh, Fuck. You can hold turn. 
Yeah, I can hold turn. Someone's got to do something before it gets to Snack's turn. (laughs) (laughs) That's the countdown, yeah. Uh, Well, it's on Uli, and then it'll be on the crowd, and then Bert. Uh, Uli. He's technically already made his action. So at the speed of thought, he can make these people hurt themselves. Okay. I hate this. (laughs) All I have to do is let you go? Says, that's right. And then... And then this is all over. Tell them to put their knives down and I'll let you go. You see them like slowly moving their weapons like away. But you can also tell that it's not everyone. It's just the people that are close to you. Is it like a slow process? I mean, they he, they like move them down to show that he like is able to do your request, but he doesn't like disarm the situation by any means. Right. So I'm just trying to figure out if me casting magic missile which definitely because it was the same for everybody else i know i'm saying but the knives are not directly at their throats anymore just for the people around you okay. the people that are farther out he hasn't done anything with he just wanted you to see that he could do it all of them down says they're not putting those down <clears throat> until i'm out of this city and they let him go i give uli a reassuring look like i got this maybe like a let him go reassuring look? <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay i will back up very slowly and keep my eye on him and whoever else might be directly in front of me. Uh, he uh, stands up like very slowly um, and gives you uh, kind of a big grin. You can see that his face is really pale, that he's uh, bleeding uh, from the mouth a little bit. Um, but he gives you a big grin. He says, that wasn't so hard, was it? And uh, he starts walking backwards and uh, as he does, the crowd um, kind of moves in uh, and sort of sandwiches you guys a little bit. It gives you a little less space to play with, but they're they're kind of trying to pinch you off from him so that he can be separate from you guys. And he's kind of effusing his way towards Tibio at the gate. So that was kind of the crowd's uh, reaction, and then in Bird, it's on okay. Me. Are they? So some of, did some of them drop their weapons, but some of them still have... No, they're still kind of all at the ready. Uh, okay. He said he wouldn't drop them until he's out of the city. So now there are three pockets of people. There are Tibio, there is um, Joe by himself, and then there's the rest of you. Okay. I think this spell will work. <laughs> the spell is Suggestion. Mm-hmm. Joe, we let you go. Now have everybody drop their weapons. Okay. And what is the save that I need to beat? Uh, wisdom saving throw, 13. Okay. High stakes. Please, let us have this one. says, uh, we all got what we wanted. And uh, it's just like a, a kind of obnoxious, like, clattering as they all literally drop their weapons <laughs> on the boardwalk. And you just hear, like, friggin' everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, kind of in that chaos, um, uh, Joe has dipped down into the crowd, and uh, Tibio, you see him kind of like coming up right near you, and he's like shaking his head side to side. He's looking at you dead in the eyes, and he's like, "Don't even." Um, Fucking get him! <laughs> Don't even. So it's the end of the thing. Yeah. So you guys are actually forced to go now. Um, so in this order, uh, Holly, Tibio, Uli, you guys have to go now. I'm gonna cast Bane. Okay. He has to do a charisma saving mm. throw. And you got a 16. Yeah, he beat me. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Tibio. I wait for him to get the gates open. I wait for him to think that he has okay. absolutely made it out. Yeah. 
and then I kneel and I whisper to him, Dormi, would you sleep in French? Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's like fiddling with the lock and he's got three people on either side with their arms crossed, um, kind of like protecting him. Uh, so he's like uh, fiddling with the gates and he's, uh, he's commanding some uh, people up in the tower to to help uh, remove some of the locks on the gate so he can actually get it open. Um, so with the help of his magic, you can actually see that the gates have been opened, but as soon as he pushes the door, he just kind of falls forward on his knees and then just like lays down in the dirt. You see like one of the people that had their arm crossed just kind of like nods off a little bit and like stands back up all of a sudden it's like, huh? <laughs> um, Is there any noticeable effect on the rest of the crowd? Um, yeah, so from sleep. all of the, all of these like dead-eyed people that were standing around, uh, so um, like the ones that uh, had their arms crossed that were at the gate, Tibio, um, they all were kind of like staring at the boardwalk, and they all just like blink at the exact same time, and then they just kind of like look around, and it's very clear <laughs> they're all trying to figure out like what they've been doing, <laughs> and they're all kind of looking at each other like, "Are you in the same boat?" Like, "Oh, geez." I would like to find Tandy. We we can do that, uh, but uh, the thread is not over yet. Oh shit! Bug, yeah. Um, uh, so uh, Uli, it is your turn though. I will find Beetle Borg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where is he? Uh, pretty much right behind you. Are we surrounded by people? Yes. Yes. Uh, but they're not like mind slaved anymore. Right, but they're like really close. Yeah. So don't do an AOE. Yeah, don't do big booms. I'm going to turn around, crack my neck a little bit. Uh, I'm not casting Blade Ward, cause, <laughs> but this is for flavor. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to Magic Missile. Mm-hmm. Beetleborg? Beetleborg. Okay. <laughs> Do some damage. Three times. That's eight. Okay. And I also have to roll Wild Magic yeah. Surge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so with eight damage, uh, Buster does not yet look really bothered. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, that's including I'm the other damage that Buster had on him from before. And so he's taking quite a bit of punishment and he doesn't seem to show it much. Now it's Snack's turn. So Snack uh, was stocking up with a dagger in hand and uh, makes eye contact with uh, Tibio. And Tibio is wary and is not really paying attention to you is more concerned with what's going on with joe the door is still open mm-hmm. all right snack goes up with the rusty dagger and attempts to stab him okay yeah go ahead all right um so i don't think you need to roll for the attack okay <laughs> yeah just roll uh, a critical damage all right nine damage i rolled next okay critical damage with the dagger um, so <laughs> I, I, it is rusty i don't know if that limits the damage but... no yeah that's just tetanus the damage, he gets yeah. tetanus and then dies <laughs> Uh, Snack gets this wild look in his eye <laughs> and uh, kind of does what he was born to do and drives a dagger into the back of the sleeping man. And, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, Snack, you what are you like, doing? He, you seem like wake up and turn over and he just kind of wheezes and he's like, <gasps> and that's it. And uh, it's kind of, um, you see his eyes sort of glaze over and uh, he, he stops kind of animating. Oh, Snack, no. Is that your turn, Snack? Yes. And I get up and I dance around with the bloody dagger. Oh, no. What have you done? Uh, Tibio sinks slowly to the ground. Uh, Being a necromancer, he's still not accustomed to death. (laughs) Uh, It is Buster's turn. Uli, you've got your dukes up. That's Buster. And uh, Buster looks down at you. And he just takes one big giant step past you. Uh, you can make an opportunity attack if you want. Yeah. Okay. I want. <laughs> hey. Um, I'm going to punch him. Okay. No. 
Oh, no. <laughs> Being that this is a high stakes situation and you just rolled a natural one on your punch, um, I'm going to have you just roll on the wild magic table. Great. <laughs> Stop rolling ones, Maggie. Yeah, I'm wow. So I am transported to the astral plane <laughs> oh. Great. until the end of my next turn, after which time I return to the space I previously occupied or the nearest unoccupied space. <laughs> okay. So, so, oh. <laughs> she whips a punch and disappears. Yeah. So, Uli, uh, this guy's like walking away and you're like, don't walk away from me. And you walk up to him and punch him. And right when you make contact, you just like... <laughs> disappear into the astral plane. Your body becomes weightless, and you sort of feel like you're falling, but there's no wind rushing past or anything. This is something you've never felt before. Be careful. I think if you punch the bug men, you disappear. <laughs> <laughs> He's so powerful. Um, Buster is going to march uh, straight on uh, until... Um, and so, Bert, you can see him moving away. I don't think that you get close enough to make an attack of opportunity. No, I wasn't. Holly, it's the right, same case for you. Um, but Tibio and Snack see him uh, walk up, and uh, he leans down to Joe and grabs his limp body and his mandibles. And you see his like cool. back carapace open up, and his wings start to. Uh oh. Uh, mm, um. Uh. So, being that this is still his turn, uh, his uh, only action so far has been to grab Joe, and he's still using his movement. He's going to try to start flying away. You guys have a chance for an opportunity attack, but that's kind of it. I will run up and try to stab him in the leg, the, the bug man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, roll that attack. 15? 15. 15 uh, does not hit Beetle Buster. Okay. Ooh. That's rough. He's got a tough carapace. So yeah, you you just kind of like smash the rusty dagger into his carapace, and you see like a white streak where it had like you know pulled up some chitin or something, um, but it didn't even crack it or pierce it or anything. You want to make an attack on him then, Tibio? I would like to try to whack Joe out of his oh, Joe's okay. body out of his arms yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna try to do that. Nine. Okay. Uh, so just a, a rush of wind. As you kind of uh, swipe dead air. Yeah. Yikes. So Joe is conceivably dead um, or, or has been dealt lethal damage and is being, uh, his body is being whisked away by Beetleborg. Poisoner run out of town. On the back of a beetle. I guess it's true. <laughs> I would have put the beetle thing in the headline. <laughs> <laughs> Beetleborg steals dead yeah. body of poisoner. <laughs> that's that's our ending, I think. I would have put the beetle guy in the headline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>